the official pencil of the Antifa headquarters is what uh, <laughs> I think they're saying with this. Hello and welcome to episode 158 of the Erasable Podcast. I am Johnny the Foot and I am joined by Tim the Beard and Andy the Cool Cat for tonight's discussion of pencil sharpeners. How are you bearded and catty guys doing it says right here the kook cat so that's what yes. i thought you were gonna say kooky cat oh i wrote didn't i <laughs> <laughs> oops so why the foot why are you why are yeah. you the foot i don't know i uh are you like a bad guy in a ninja turtles movie i was very caffeinated when i wrote that <laughs> that that took me exactly two and a half seconds to type the entire intro and document <laughs> impressive yeah yeah my laptop is missing some keys. <laughs> so um, we, t- we talk about sharpeners a lot, but um, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure the last time that we did a full episode for sharpeners was number six, which was, was so long ago. Yeah. When we didn't know a thing. Yeah. <laughs> and our, um, our seven year anniversary will be up before we record. So this could be our anniversary episode or that one. So you know, a nice blast from the past. And there are so many new sharpeners since then. Like there was no masterpiece back then, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dang. What a world. Seven years. And we are also recording like what? 367 days since we first saw y'all. We were all in the same place for the yeah. first time. Yeah. That was like two days ago. Or was yeah. it the 28th? It's a little bit weird because a lot of things happened on February 29th, which did not exist yeah. this year. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. yeah. But, um, so before we get into tools of the trade, we have a little announcement to celebrate our lucky seventh anniversary. We're doing a t-shirt campaign, which we haven't Yay. done for a while. So this is going to feature a hand-drawn logo by Ali Sarah. Um, Unlike last time, there are going to be a, vol- a variety of colors and styles. If you're a Patreon supporter at $10 a month and we read your name at the end of this, you're already going to get one. If, so, if that's the case, please fill out a survey that I sent you uh, through the Patreon feed. Yeah, so before March 14th, which is not that far away, get on this printing. And um, I think they're going to come after April 1st. And all proceeds go to keeping the show up and running and keeping its hosts in pencils. So go to erasable.us slash t-shirt to see the campaign and pick out which one you want. Yellow. <laughs> Yellow <laughs> There's is a choice. <laughs> Originally, when we when we put this together, um, so it, if you're not familiar with it, um, familiar with Ellie Sarah, he was on episode, I think, 152, 154, 152. Let's say that. I'll look it up. Um, and uh, he was fantastic guest. He's a just really talented illustrator. Um, and when he was kind of announcing on his Instagram that he was on this episode, he had uh, he showed his notes and it had a little doodled uh, erasable logo in it. And we saw that and we we're like, "Wow, this looks so good." Um, so I uh, I asked him if he would be willing to let us put that on some swag. So that that's kind of where this came from. And originally, I was thinking it'd be really fun to put just like the the hand drawn this hand drawn logo just in simple like black or dark gray on a gray shirt is very subtle. But then we saw that gold one um, and it just looks amazing on that. So um, I don't know if you're a, you're a gray t-shirt kind of person or a gold t-shirt kind of person. There's some other colors too. Yeah. Those I mean, are if favorites. in doubt, get both. All yeah. over that. Pull True. Hoodie, though. Yeah. You're all over that. What you say, Tim? The hoodie. 
yeah I'm, really good. I'm, I'm definitely i'm definitely get, picking up a one of those i think i'm gonna get it in gray but yeah man yeah, yeah. good the first time that we did hoodies i did get one because i forgot same so, here <laughs> yeah, a friend of mine would wear his all the time and i'm like damn like can i have that but <laughs> he really he really liked it he said it was a really good hoodie so no dice you got it yeah, nice we- green I wish we could have ordered uh, zip hoodies again this time, but the company that we went with um, to print this bonfire doesn't offer that. So yeah. we'll we'll find a way to do it. I'm I'm a fan of the pullover hoodie, so I'm happy this time. But we should yeah. we'll, we'll figure that out for the next one. Yeah. Oh, they do youth t-shirts too. I forgot about oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah. Outfit my kids, your kids. So- and a pink. Oh, you can get a pink one for Lila. She'd be like, oh, oh man, this is going to happen. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so excited. <laughs> awesome. So before we uh, talk about sharpeners, you want to do with the tools of the trade? Do you want to go first, Mr. Tim? Sure. The f- Wait, the beard? I'd love to. <laughs> the beard. Uh, yeah, so main thing, which has been a great source of joy, which I found out about because uh, because of Andy, uh, is somebody feed Phil. Yay! We've been watching that and loving it so much. It's so great. He's like... Uh, this might be a reference. I, I, Johnny, you might be familiar with this because of the, the little kids, but you guys know who Blippy is? No. <laughs> okay. Um, he's a former, like, apparently he's like a former Marine who started this, like, kid show where he dresses in this, like, ridiculous outfit and just, like, goes and films himself playing at play places, like, and acting like he's a little kid. It's terrible. It's awful. <laughs> that's, that's not really it's, weird. It's night. It's nightmarish, but he's the kids are like kids just get like hooked on. We've, we've, we've weaned our kids off of it, thankfully, but he's huge. <laughs> like you can buy toys of this, this, this psycho. But anyways, um, Jane, we were watching it and she's like, he's like the blippy of food shows. <laughs> like just cause of all of his like facial expressions. Like when he bites into something that's good and his face just like lights up and his eyes get really big and the huge smile doesn't say it's just delightful. It is delightful in this context. So, um, we're really loving that. We've only watched maybe about five or six of them. I love but his theme song so the much. Um, yes. Like fantastic. the Lake street drive, pe- dive people are so good. Yeah. Yes, they are. Yeah. And I love his parents. Yes. Um, on the show. Yeah. I love seeing his parents in that, like the, the New York episode where he's like in the next room and he just yeah. like walks over, but yeah. they're, they're always like just so game for everything. They're, yeah. They're, they're the all jokes. Fun. Yeah. It's so good. Oh yeah. Um, we have also been watching and really enjoying for all mankind, which is on Apple TV plus. Oh, is that the thing about the moon and moon landing? Yeah. 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 And so it's a alternative history story where uh, the Russians landed on the moon before we did. And so it changes the course of history. So this follows like if the, if the Russians had landed first, here's what would have happened next. And then it follows that for like, I mean, we're in season two now, which just, which is coming out right now. So there's only two episodes out. Um, and it's already spanned like 15 years, I think. Oh, so geez. it kind of jumps, it'll, it'll jump ahead. It's only 10 episodes in the first season, but it's really good. And so it turns into, it, you know, the whole space race takes a whole different turn where they're uh, building a base on the moon. Um, and, you know, the, the going all the way up to like Apollo 37, you know, and, and there's also all these interesting little details you find out throughout the show, like things that changed in history where you find out that John Lennon didn't die, but Pope John Paul did, 
he was assassinated and like, I don't know. It's just all this stuff comes out that and that's not the point of the show. All those details, they just kind of squeak out here and there where you're like, Oh, it's a totally different world. Like just the, the moon landing changed everything. So have you ever listened or watched that movie where, um, it's, it's if, um, Oh man, if the Beatles didn't exist, this, yes, mu- this musician, okay. He gets hit in the head and then yeah. like, all these things are slightly different in this like alternate reality where the Beatles don't exist. It's so interesting. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that is a movie I always describe as like a very solid B plus. Like it's, <laughs> it's, um, it's a lot of fun, but if you think about it for more than five seconds, you're like, this makes no sense. Yeah. Like, so, but it's very fun. I've watched it multiple times, but yeah, because I remember the first time we watched it and I, I saw it by myself in the theaters the first time actually. And I was watching it and was really having a good time. And then he was like looking through his record collection and he couldn't find the Beatles records. And then he picked up a Rolling Stones record. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, the Rolling Stones, <laughs> Rolling Stones wouldn't exist if the Beatles didn't do, you know, I was, you know, the Beatles wrote their first hit. They never would have made it if it weren't for the Beatles. How is that possible? <laughs> so, so I think too much. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'm still reading the same book I was talking to you guys about recently that a swim in a pond in the rain, which is, uh, George Saunders, uh, book version of his course on Russian short stories. So, um, that's a lot of fun. I like that. So he kind of, that's how he folds his, that's like his writing book. So he folds his writing advice into oh. like an analysis of these like perfect six, perfect in his, in his view, like six perfect Russian short stories. Cool. And, uh, it's a great book. And I am listening to Hayes Carl is somebody I've been listening to recently a lot. He's a Texas, uh, kind of country ish songwriter. Now well, we'll just say country songwriter, but like more in the classical sense, not like Garth Brooks or something more like, uh, Waylon Jennings or something like that. And he, uh, yeah, he's kind of flies under the radar, but he's, he's really good. He's got a, there's a good song called Nunya. Uh, drunken poets dream is a good one too, but, uh, he's, he's one of those guys who's kind of perpetually on the verge of being known by more people, but kind of comfortably stuck there somewhere in the middle. And I like him. I like him. And, uh, writing with, I've got two things with me. One I've got, I've been using forest choice a lot this week and I've been really digging that. And then I also have in, in honor of our most, there's a little sneak peek for the people who uh, don't get to listen to indelible. If you follow us on, or if you support us on Patreon, you get access to indelible, which is our pen podcast that we do. And we talked about gel pens this last week and I am using, I've got my Uniball Sino UM 153, which is the capped 1.0 fat gel pen. And, and I've got it in blue black here mm. and I have been using that a ton. Um, you gave away the uh, secret society. I, yes. <laughs> um so yeah that's what i'm using and then uh writing on uh to be perfectly honest i am i've the the only paper i have here are the the backside of some song lyrics that i printed off that i was working on a song so that's 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 what i'm writing on printer paper is what i've got right here Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's me how about you andy Oh boy. Um, so, so last weekend, uh, Katie and I watched this movie that is just bananas, just completely off the wall. Um, it's called Barb and Star Go to Vista Del, Vista Del Mar. And have you heard of it, either of you? Oh, yeah. I haven't watched it yet, but I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm aware. Yeah. Um, it is a, uh, it's, it's written by, um, Kristen Wiig and I'm going to, 
blank on her name. It's her writing partner for Bridesmaids. She also stars in this. Uh, they are together, um, Barb and Star, and they're these two uh, two middle aged women um, from uh, I think North Dakota who uh, go have a vacation in um, in Florida, and it's just so strange. It's like a little bit like if uh, you cross Bridesmaids with the Target Lady sketch. Um, and that character that uh, that Kristen Wiig does um, in on an S- on SNL, where she's like the aunt who likes surprises, uh, with a little bit of um, uh, Austin Powers mixed in, <laughs> and that is yeah. that That's is good. this movie. Well, it I is, like that description. Yeah. Um, so Katie and I were, like we 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 went the whole time just not really knowing if we liked it or not, and I think the way that you described. Um, uh that beatles movie which i can't remember the name of um tim yesterday like, yeah yesterday yeah uh, i would i would describe this as like a solid b, b plus like it was yeah. worth watching worth your time yeah but, but if not going to change your life but if you don't like if you don't like any any of any one of those things that i just described don't watch it because <laughs> you would not like it. <laughs> if, there, if you don't have all of those yeah those cornerstones in place yeah. then you're not gonna like it <laughs> Um, also, Katie and I just finished uh, The Flight Attendant, which is a, um, I can't remember if I talked about this last time, but it is a um, kind of like high energy, high anxiety thriller starring Kaylee Kuoko, who is uh, Penny on um, Big Bang Theory. And she plays this flight attendant who um, is in uh, Bangkok and she wakes up next to a dead man in a strange hotel. and basically has to like figure out you know what's going on from there so um pretty pretty good it's uh yeah it like tires you out watching it because it's super high energy and it also like kind (laughs) of it it definitely gave you some anxiety while it was happening um the other thing i so high high energy in like a stressful way not high energy in like a exciting way. yeah i mean both uh it had has really good storytelling really like interesting things happen but also like oh my god oh god <laughs> like it just keeps on going yeah okay gotcha yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um bu- 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 i um been reading this book that i just picked up called spirits of san francisco by gary camilla um who is one of the founders of salon.com and writes a lot about san francisco he um wrote this really great book called uh cool gray city of love a few years ago that has all these little vignettes like chapters about the history of San Francisco, like from the time when the indigenous people were here to like, you know, to the 19th century, um, to some like stuff about that, like, you know, the natural history of, of the Bay area. Um, it's really good. This one, he focuses on, uh, 16 different like views in the city. Um, he worked with a really great sketch artist. Um, like an illustrator and he talks about the history of Chinatown. He talks about the history of North beach, um, which was really kind of fun to read after, you know, Lawrence Ferlinghetti just died. Um, Just a big beat poet. And like he ran city lights bookstore, which is a big staple of North beach. Um, It's a really good book. If you want to read about like the history of San Francisco. Um, Last thing I'll mention is, um, this so for my birthday katie got me a uh, an oculus quest which is a vr uh headset so um like a virtual reality headset so i've there's this game in there called i expect you to die to die and it is sort of like a spy puzzle um you it puts you in these situations like um you're posing as a window cleaner outside of a, a lab and 
you have a sponge and a spray bottle and a gun and like all these different <laughs> things and you have to yeah you have to like like break the break the window and like do all these things to stop a virus from happening and it's just you interact with everything and it's so immersing because like you can pick up objects and look at them and try them out and make them work with other objects and it's all in virtual reality and that's just really really bananas to me so um, I'm a big fan of big fan of this. If 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 you have any VR inkling, anybody out there, like check out something like this. And I am writing. Um, the other day, I pulled out a general cedar point, um, and I've been writing with that. Nice. And in my uh, in my lurch term, Johnny, how about you? Um, I am doing research for the next pencil revolution scene, which is about walking. So I read a book that the New Yorker recommended recently called The Walker on losing and finding yourself in the modern city. So I didn't like I didn't read anything about the author. So I thought this was going to be like a, oh walking is great here's some tips for great walking. So it showed up and it was actually just a series of essays that were you know, really high in theory. And he starts talking about Derrida and I started having grad school flashbacks. So <laughs> triggered Yeah, at the end. I'm like, <laughs> I think I liked this book, but I didn't realize that it wasn't a book, but an essay collection that didn't really fit together that well, but it was interesting. It was good. You know, going back to, Oh, this book requires a lot of brain power <laughs> instead of my usual, you know, not brain power books. <laughs> Um, and, uh, I, another new book that came out recently is called ADHD 2.0 by, um, Dr. Hollowell and Rady. They are the guys that wrote the original book that came out called, um, Driven to Distraction, I think in the nineties when people didn't really know what AD at the time ADD was. So this one's like really short and, um, they talk a lot about embracing, those sort of traits as an asset, if you can manage them. And they talk about the fact that a lot of people in modern life are starting to develop attention problems and they could probably benefit from some of these strategies too, but they can't get Adderall. (laughs) Do they think that, do they think that people are developing it or do you think it's just becoming more known and diagnosed? Oh, they think they call it vast for variable attention, something. And, um, they're like, this is not like a brain disorder, but it's a set of behaviors that are really disturbing. And because of social media and um, like the pace of modern life, people are just not mm. learning how to focus on anything because it's basically discouraged. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was good. Really good. But, um, and short, they popped it down to like 50,000 words or something. But um, yeah, if you, you know... Maybe have a kid who possibly has it, or you do, or someone else. It's definitely a worth a read. Um, and the other thing I'm reading is just like a crap ton of zines. So I'm really into behind the zines. Like that's like mm. one of my favorite zines. And um, I just got my copy of Basic Paper Airplane today. And um, on the back, they mentioned that you could get back issues. So I Googled it and Instead, I came up with a website that's about making paper airplanes, which was like an hour and a half rabbit hole before we record it. I was a couple minutes late because I was building paper airplanes. But um, I want to find the link and put it in the show notes because some of them were so good. Like, I can't wait to get outside with some paper and just go bonkers with this. 
But um, I'm writing with a Papermate Earthrite. Um, I think these are from the late 90s. They're yellow, but the eraser's green. So they're so darn pretty. They're very nice cedar. And I'm using a red Write Notepads pocket notebook with a crab on it. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, it's, it's so red. It's pretty. I love it. Yeah, yeah so want to jump into Fresh Points, Mr. Tim? Yeah, sure. Uh, so the first thing I wanted to talk about is just a, I, I, I noticed something on Instagram the other day. I put it as the first link in my Fresh Points for you guys to click on. But it is a, a, a picture that was posted of these anniversary like this beautiful anniversary box of the uni pencils Mm. um and it's it was just yeah 60th anniversary gorgeous when i first saw it i was like oh these are new cool i want to find those but 60 they've been around for a lot longer than that right i mean mitsubishi pencil company so i think these are vintage so anyways i was going to share that with you guys just because i thought they were beautiful this this box is really cool looking and i really like the how they printed 60th anniversary on the sides of these pencils. Oh yeah. Man, how do we get, how do we get some of these? No, just wait. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So so you're not going to want that after you click on the second. Oh my God. Yeah. I've got there. I've been kicking myself. Have you ever seen one of those? I never knew about these until yesterday. So the 50th anniversary of uni of uni. So I guess this maybe you would check out maybe those, maybe it is their 60th anniversary because this was 2009. Um, this is a jet pens link and it was their limited edition pencil holder and it looks like a fountain pen, but when you take the cap off, it has the same kind of twisting mechanism as you have on a lot of pencil holders to hold the pencil in place. So you could literally have that in your pocket. It looks like a, a pretty handsome looking fountain pen if you ask me, but when you open it up, wow, boom, yeah, it's a, it's a pencil holder. Um, yeah, I am just absolutely smitten with it, and I cannot find them anywhere. Yeah, so I think they only—it was uh, one of those things where they only made like five hundred or five thousand. Oh, wait, it says they right made there five thousand of them. So, yep. Mm-hmm. When they came out, I was in AmeriCorps, and I couldn't swing or justify buying one. But ever since then, I've been kicking. How much off. were they when they came out? I want to say they were fifty or two hundred and fifty, one of those two numbers. Mm. But they were like, <laughs> you know, if you're in AmeriCorps Vista, they pay you the poverty rate, so that wasn't happening. Right. Anyways, I was just blown away by that thing. And so the, it just made me want to like, I wish they're, they're like, I can't believe that's the only one of those out there. Right. Cause that seem a little, that seems a little bananas that nobody else has made anything even remotely like that, that I know of. Hmm. Um, Johnny, have you ever seen anything else like that? No, if I did, I'd have one. I'd have three of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You should um, reach out in the group. We have a few people who are pretty, pretty good scholars of like, you know, all things uni. So I wonder Mm, I yeah. think John Morris has one, doesn't he? I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, if you're listening, yeah, I'm but... your namesake, so I should be your favorite host. <laughs> you should hook me up. <laughs> Wait, they they named John Morris after you? Yep. That's <laughs> I'm amazing. Yeah. Time travel. Was, well, yeah. was the rules. Um, I assume I'm older than him. <laughs> I look older than him. I'll make the rules. I just follow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Cool. So, I, yeah, I just want to show you guys those two things. I thought it was really cool. cool. And so I am going to go on a hunt for this uh, this this pencil holder because I've never seen anything like it, and it would be very cool to have, not if it costs $250, though. So, um, But, man, that would be cool to have somebody figure out how to make those again. Um, 
All right. And next, um, I was going to mention the, um, the article that I put in the feral files, which was, um, a really good read. It's from the Paris review. And I'm not going to say too much about it because if it's just something, if it's something that sounds interesting to you, then you should check it out and spend some time with it. But it is an article in the Paris review called someone else's diary. Um, so it's a really cool essay about the appeals of reading kind of published diaries and the diaries of other people. Um, and what, you know, the insight that you, you get from that and why it's, yeah, I don't know why, why it's so in, enjoyable. So it's a cool little essay, um, a cool little essay. It's a, it's a great essay. And, um, it also, I guess, I guess was extra interesting to me because I've talked before on here about how that's one of my favorite things to read before bed is like the published diaries of whoever, you know, I think that's a, it's a great bedtime read to read a few entries from, yeah, I've done Steinbeck's and I've got, uh, Thoreau's and, um, John Cheever, Thomas Merton. Those are some of the ones that I've, that I've spent some time with some, t- some time with. So if you have any others that anybody out there likes, let, let me know because I'm always looking for something in that, in that genre. And the last thing on my list is I figured we should probably talk about the teaser. Watch them announce the whole thing tomorrow after we publish. (laughs) Blackwing 223. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So what are you guys, what are you guys feeling about this? Well, who wasn't told us much. Someone in the group figured out exactly where it came from. Oh, really? I didn't see that. I know when I, Oh, that's why I, I wrote what I wrote in the, um, in the document, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, I saw the picture, and as soon as I saw the picture, I was like, that's a guitar. So, um, but I, I, yeah, I don't know. What, what did they figure out? What did they say? Um, should I say? Yeah, sure. So, why not? Um, I mean, someone found the exact picture and sort of like photoshopped the teaser into it. And it was a picture of Woody Guthrie playing his guitar mm-hmm. with yeah. uh, the This Machine Kills Fascist sticker on it. Mm-hmm. So, that's I. Some good detective work right there. Yeah, when someone found that, I'm like, how in the hell did you just, like, from a corner of a guitar, figure this out? But so, what, one thing, one piece of context we should probably give is that um, whenever Blackwing announces the volume number, uh, they always put it against, like, a blurred-out image um, that has something to do with where it's where it comes from. So, um, somebody, somebody, like, found that little corner of an image that has been blurred out and kind of like compared it and contrasted it. And I, I think there was in that blurred out image, there was like a kind of a curvy piece, Tim. Is that, that's what you're talking about, right? With the guitar. Yeah. yeah. The, yeah. Like the hourglass shape of an acoustic guitar. Yeah. That's what I was. Yeah. yeah whoever so, posted that photo, that was really amazing. So, so we think it's, we think it's a Woody Guthrie pencil. It's, it's yeah. exactly from that picture. They're like they, they've okay. fit, wow. fit it right in. Crazy. What is yeah. the what is the connection to 223? Uh, was that his birthday? Something? No. I'm trying to find it's the... not his birthday. I I've 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 hunt, yeah, I've tried to hunt around. I t- I thought like number of songs he's written, but apparently he's written over a thousand. His birthday oh, doesn't fit. So it's it's gotta be some like obscure reference to a song or something. But um on February twenty-third, nineteen fifty-four, something about this land is your land. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. If that was the This Land is Your Land pencil, that would be pretty amazing. I have to, to say I really like that song. Yeah. It's a great Even song. the Jennifer Lopez version was not terrible. 
<laughs> the Avid Brothers recorded a really awesome version like six months ago. That's that's worth a worth a Google. That was a noise. Is that the Zelda version? The <laughs> <laughs> one time I forgot to mute my phone. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, so I, I guess I don't know if we can make any guesses. Yes, like if it's a Woody Guthrie pencil or a this land is your land pencil or whatever. Like uh, I mean, my first assumption is it's probably going to be an extra firm. Yeah, is my guess. Um, that just that just like philosophically fits Woody <laughs> Guthrie traveling on the road. You don't want something you have, you know, you have to sharpen you too need much. something that's hardy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's going to be a hard uh, pencil. I'm, I'm really, really just praying and hoping that it's a round pencil. Um, cause they just haven't, they've only done one, right? I mean, that's like, that was such a, such a tease. They need another round black wing. Yeah. So, so we think that maybe, um, it's going to say on it, this machine kills fascists. That'd be great if it did. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like that's, it'd be, you know, as like edgy and statement making as they've been as far as like politics go yeah. I mean, they have the the women's voting thing but like i mean you can't you can't make a pencil that says something about being anti-fascist these days without immediately like having some <laughs> it, significant yeah. and i mean i think I fully believe in they the women to the women's right to vote is more like a social issue i think or a moral issue mm-hmm. but not political not not these days mm-hmm. but I mean, yeah, fascism I is a social and moral issue too yeah yeah, when, this is the when ofi- I, the official pencil of the Antifa headquarters. Is what, uh, <laughs> I think they're saying with this. Yeah, when I when I first saw the connection, I would, you know immediately thought of the notebook, right? Notepads made. I'm like, oh, that looks familiar. But yeah, them them putting oh, that, was, that was a good notepad. Yeah, and them putting something anti-fascist on a pencil is pretty gutsy. That'd be pretty awesome. Yeah, that'd be cool. I could dig yeah. it. Yeah, and I mean, it's like this is as far as like taking from right notepads or whatever. This is like. This land is your land is like one of the most famous American phrases ever. So it's like, yeah, it's I would not, be happier if no, it was that necessarily been a, appropriated. Yeah. Or Woody Guthrie or whatever. But, um, yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm excited. And yeah, chances are we'll find out before this is even published or something. Yeah. But, um, um, I haven't, have you guys gotten your shipping notice yet? Um, no, I got my I did, like but- purchase notice. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. I got a the thing that shows that they're um, they printed a label, um, but it <laughs> I is, hate that. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> that just sticks around for a while. <laughs> I, I hate that email. Yeah. 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 All righty. Well, that's a uh, that's that's all I've got. So we'll see what happens with the the two twenty three. And uh, yeah. So Andy, uh, what about you? What you, what do you got for fresh points? Um, just a couple of products and one interesting thing I've been working on. Um, so I. Uh, if any of you in the Erasable group or from elsewhere uh, knows who Keith Allen McCleary is, who is Random Thinks on uh, on social media, uh, he has been uh, 3D printing some amazing things. Um, I purchased, I think I talked about my Golden Bear style, my Blue Golden Bear style pen cup, uh, pencil cup before that he made. Uh, he's made a uh, really great little um, pencil holder. Um, and... Uh, he just made this really cool field notes file, uh, like, like file shelf, right? Like, a what am I trying to say here? Um, it's like a magazine holder. Yeah. But for your field notes and yeah, I just think they're super cool. Um, I don't really keep a lot of field notes on, on display, but sometimes I want to like, you know, 
thumb through them and look at them. So I ordered a couple. Um, I just really love the things that Keith makes. Um, yeah, he just comes up with some really interesting things. Yeah, he was um, sort of exploring doing uh, bullet pencils for a while. I oh, that's right. What happened with that? I have yeah. two in gray, and like I really, really like them. Plus, they're not old, so I just don't mind beating them up a little bit. They're super yeah. durable. Did you see those ink sample things that he made, Johnny? <gasps> no. He Why made would these I want really. That? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe a topic for some some other podcast. But he made um, these really cool little. 3d printed looks like a coffee cup on a on a like on a saucer and the middle of it has a little hole for one of those uh sample vials that you like ink sample vials oh neat and it basically just holds it into place while you you know suck it up in your fountain pen or whatever that's a really good idea yeah so he yeah he's he's great i recommend his stuff i'll try to find a link to his store and put in field in show notes um but he also like heavily he like offers it to the erasable group as well which is great uh, other thing I'll, I'll mention, um, so Draplin, Aaron Draplin did a, another round of collaboration with the James brand and made a really cool little pocket knife called, uh, um, oh, they, they have one called an Elko, E-L-K-O. And this is his take on that with kind of a black blade and, of course, an orange hilt, um, some stuff on it. So um, picked one of those up. Did either of you guys get that? No, I did not. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not really like a knife guy, but like, I've heard good things about the size and sort of the durability of this. And so I can always use a knife to like open boxes or, you know, stab, stab people in the park, whatever. <laughs> I have a, uh, I have a, what's the Swiss army knife brand? What are those? Oh, Victorinox. Yeah. I have a, I have a really nice Victorinox, uh, knife that i confiscated from a student on a trip to dc <laughs> so I, about five years ago so I, i'm I've, i'm i'm content with that one who's, who's your student nicholas cage <laughs> no no we, we uh i actually don't even know who the kid was we found it like on the floor of the bus and i had taken my pocket knife with me we were going to the smithsonian they were like checking my bag and i was like oh no and the bus had already left and then I forgot that my knife was in there and it wasn't like a really nice one or anything, but I was just like, Oh, whatever. I threw it away. I went back into the bus later on. And, there, and the, one of the other teachers was like, look what I found. And it's like, Oh, <laughs> check that out. Yeah. He's like, you want it? Yep. <laughs> Cause we're not giving it back to the kid. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so he made 700 last time, the first round they sold out in like 12 minutes. And oh, wow. this time around he made like 700 of them and sold out within a day, but like definitely longer than 12 minutes. Yeah, that is um, le- bonkers. <laughs> yeah. Last thing I'll mention, which is just um, just really interesting to me. So my my parents are uh, they just bought a house and they are in the process of um, kind of cleaning out the old house that they've had that I grew up in that they've had for 35 years. And so there's a lot of lot of stuff. And my mom is was the only child in her family. Um, so she just has all this sort of like old historical stuff that like comes from her side of the family. And um, she just sent me this thing that she found, which is a pocket notebook from 1921 from a hundred years ago that belonged to my great grandfather. Um, he, he worked, he was an engineer at general electric, which had a big plant in Fort Wayne. Um, and it's, so cool. it's so cool. There's, um, there's all sorts of things in it. There's like little reference guides in the front. There's some like layman stuff, like, you know, populations and square mileage of every county in the U.S. There's there's like engineer stuff, like the tensile strength of copper wire and oh wow, like the melting point of elements, things like that. 
Um, and there's a spot for memoranda, um, like, like a, like for notes. Um, he has his like 2021 budget in here. Um, he budgeted five hundred twenty dollars for uh, for food for the year. That's ten dollars a week. Oh wow! He budgeted f- four hundred twenty dollars a year in rent. That's uh, thirty five dollars a month. Um, yeah, just really he, he has he has a spot for wife's budget and my budget. <laughs> um, they're, they're the same because you know women's equality. Um, yeah, it's just really interesting. And he has this whole like in, in the back. There's kind of like a. Um, uh, word notepad style um, yearly calendar like diary there's a spot for like two four five lines of text for each day of the year and oh, it's it's really fascinating because i can like literally see what my great-grandfather was doing on this day 100 years ago that's awesome. Yeah. did you and, ever meet your great-grandfather yeah. great-grandfather he died before i was born so i've never met him but he's um so my his last name is so his name is Hugh Stevenson and his last name is my middle name. Oh, um, cool. And then I'm I'm actually the uh, my sisters and I are, are the only um, like descendants of this generation because his daughter, my grandmother was an only child, and then her daughter, my mother, was an only child. So uh, we're we're the only sort of descendants of Hugh Stevenson. Oh wow! Yeah. So he uh, he's really interesting. He published a. Um, like he was a composer and he published a couple waltzes that he filed with the library of Congress. And like one of the things my mom sent me was a little card that's a receipt from that. So I think I'm going to try. That's so Yeah. Cool. I think I'm going to try to look up this waltz and see if I can find it. But um, yeah, he, he's new theme music. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. He's a, <laughs> he's a really interesting guy. Um, I never knew him, but like I, my mom talks a lot about him and I, I have several things that, that were his he was he started a mandolin club when he was in college and like the the first um like in i can't remember what year it was but like in the the tens the 1910s yeah so cool so i'm um, i'll uh i was thinking about writing a, a like i was going to write a blog post about this and on wood clinched and johnny you had a really good idea to make a zine so i think i'm gonna make a zine yeah. out of this I mean, yeah. a blog post wouldn't do it justice. It's just a post. You could do like a whole blog about yeah. this for like a year. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, it's um, it's a lot of fun. I've I've enjoyed these little things, and eventually, when I get back to Indiana, um, to help my parents kind of like go through stuff and move out, I'm sure that there's more. Are they staying in town? Yep, staying in town. Uh, just moving to a smaller place since cool. they don't have a bunch of kids who live with them anymore. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Uh, that is it for my fresh points. How about you, Jenny? Well, mine seem really boring after that, but uh, <laughs> no. one of them is bright. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Nina Astro brights that lots of people, including Andy and I, use for zines. Uh, they make loose leaf paper now, and um, uh, it's so not, gorgeous. Yeah, it's not as thick. It's not twenty four pound. It's twenty, but twenty is really thick for loose leaf, and it's got a smooth finish. It's like freaking amazing. It's Totally fountain pen friendly, but it's, you know, brightly colored. So distorts your ink a little bit, but it feels very good. So, um, yeah, I think, what were they like? $2 and 90 something cents with prime shipping on Amazon or something. So go, go nuts, get some colorful paper, but it only has, um, wide roll. So I wrote a letter on it recently and I'm like, wow, that's <laughs> like big handwriting. I should use a crayon to write this. <laughs> um 
And also thank you to Paula. Paula sent me some cool Mongols, including the XL. So it's a fat um, hex pencil. It's so awesome. Um, and finally, I got the new Parker 51 fountain pen. And are we allowed to say the S word on this podcast? Because I really want to say, holy shit, this thing is so pretty. <laughs> it's, so I have some 51s. And it could be because, uh, you know, I was born in 1979 when they weren't new anymore. And I've never seen a new one. But this thing is so shiny. It's really pretty. So um, I wrote my first fountain pen review that I think publishes itself tomorrow. So Ooh, I'm probably going to get a lot of like, you don't know what you're talking on about. Pencil comments. revolution. Yeah. Just, just on, yeah. just on the main. Yeah. Like you need like a dark web version <laughs> of your website. Well, I referenced the fact that I have no idea what I'm talking about several times. So hopefully I won't get trolled if anybody reads it, but um, don't worry. We'll, we'll troll you. And, you know, yeah. when this, don't worry, Johnny, you got your back. <laughs> when they announced it, everybody started crapping all over it without, you know, having seen it or held it or written with it. So I'm suspicious of anyone that reviews it right now. So the gentleman stationer, Joe and Evan at um, Inquisition, they both reviewed it and I trust their opinions and their opinions were largely positive and in line with mine. And also if you do a, um, like one thing people say is that it's expensive because the list price is like 108 bucks. I think, um, if you adjust for inflation, the old one's like 140 or 160 bucks. So score. Hmm. And you know, this one won't melt inside from the terrible ink, but, um, yeah, it's, I got the steel in black and I really, really want the gold one in plum, but, uh, we just spent all our Amazon credit card points on something else. So I got to wait a while, (laughs) but I'm dropping major hints around the house. (laughs) And, um, I had one more fresh point. No, I forgot what it was. So we'll jump on to, uh, yeah, that's the picture. I just, uh, while you were talking and I was, and I was listening, I found that picture that somebody (laughs) posted, uh, I think Chris Jones did, and I just uh, photoshopped yeah. that corner of the volume two thirty three on or two twenty three on top of it. So definitely, Woody Guthrie. Very cool. I'm excited. Yeah, I love that's what, a great Woody picture Guthrie. too. Yeah, I'm stoked. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we all have pencils we love that we might not want to sharpen, but um, you know, this has been going around in the group lately a lot. What good are pencils that you don't sharpen? So. We actually asked that exact question back in episode six, and this time our answers will probably be different because we're wiser slash older, and there are new pencil sharpeners from which we can pick. So tonight, we're going to take another look at pencil sharpeners, and I don't remember. I think last time we did we did this by category, like hand sharpeners, crank sharpeners, or whatever. So mm-hmm. I thought this time we could just do a free-for-all and you know, yeah. just throw them out there. What do you like? Do you want to go first, Tim? Sure. Yeah, I've got kind of three. I guess I ended up with like three categories within what I picked. So I picked my favorite crank sharpener. uh, And then I picked my favorite kind of utility sharpener, kind of the use it with everything. And then my favorite long point sharpener. So I, um, for the crank sharpener, I picked the the Uni KH-20. Which is the one that looks like the Android logo? Uh-huh. <laughs> like it looks like the alien. Um, and I, 
So this is the one that it also uses the rubber teeth to hold the pencil in place. So it doesn't put the bite marks in it. Um, it's like 20, I got, I think I got it for like 22 bucks on Amazon or something like that. And I've over the years have become such a fan of the MMX and, or in, in similarly soft pencils. Um, and I've found that this sharpener's point with an MMX core is perfect. So like as far as like extending the life of a, of a softer core pencil, I just, it's just like a perfect little Nirvana for me. I think it's, it's a, it's a long point that doesn't crack off. And also it just gives me plenty of writing time with my, you know, beloved volume four Mars, uh, black wings and stuff like that. So I love that one. I still have the classroom friendly and it's actually been like blowing the mind of some of my coworkers at uh, my new school who like come to my desk and use my pencil sharpener all the time. Cause they're like, that thing is incredible. So I was like, yes, I know <laughs> yeah. I can teach you many things, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, so that is my favorite. I keep that one at home though. And then as far as a utility sharpener, the one that I probably use more often than anything else is the, the M and R uh, bullet sharpener with a keychain loop that we got from CW pencils. I use it just constantly use it every day. I think I've changed the blade once and that thing just holds up. <clears throat> it puts a perfect point. I, that's my, that's my sharpener of choice period with harder pencils. Um, like the, I've, I've used like the, the KH 20 and the super long point sharpeners and stuff with like a forest choice, but there's nothing better than a forest choice sharp sharpened with something like this keychain bullet. Just the, the angle of that, 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 that point is just is just perfect doesn't feel too scratchy i just absolutely love it so mm. um and it's so convenient the thing's amazing and I had, one of my students was trying to like make fun of me for having a pencil sharpener on my keychain because <laughs> i pulled it out and i was like jokes on you did you get you get to my <laughs> i was like you get to my age you cannot threaten my my masculinity with anything like this. Like I I know I've got it figured out. So you'll get there someday. <laughs> you stupid kid. <laughs> it's like I I am. You, you have no idea how good I have it <laughs> with this sharpener. <laughs> but uh, I love that thing so much. And then my last one, which I know Johnny, you'll have something to say about this, um, is I really love the black wing sharpener. So the single hole. Uh, it's kind of like a it's like a semi concave point or whatever. It's not like a long. It doesn't have a long collar on it, but definitely puts a long point on a pencil. And I know I've heard from other people and just seen it around that some people get duds apparently or get ones that aren't great. I have two because I had one and then I thought I lost it and then I bought another one and then I found the other one and both of mine work great. Yeah, who got a dud? Like I have zero complaints. Um, I think Brad got a dud. Mm-hmm. And they sent him a new one. He was like, it was definitely a that dud. It's not the shocker. Sucks for Blackwing. <laughs> that's like that's like a, the one that, person. That, that's it's like a, that guy, that basketball player. I don't know if you remember, like Duke Zion Williamson, who's like the biggest college basketball player in the universe, and he had a pair of Nikes that like broke into pieces on the feet on the court when he was running. <laughs> oh, like, if I was Nike, I'd be like, no, the, we sent him the one pair of shoes that like disintegrated under his feet and like injured him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's like of all the people to get the dud, Brad. Yeah. Like man. what's that what's um, the verse in the Bible that, you know, to be nice to people. Cause you never know if it might be your own angel or 
uh, supernatural being. So like, a, you, you should just or an influential yeah, watch stationary block. Yeah, watch your quality <laughs> control because you don't know who's going to buy your stuff. <laughs> yeah, or test it before you send it to somebody, you know, like that. But, um, but I love the thing. I have one in my. I keep one in my backpack at all times, and then I have one at home, and I use it a ton. And this, the thing is just, it's super durable, which I love. I've never changed the blades on them since I got them, but I'm, I see that they have those available now, which is a huge bonus. I'm I'm excited about that. So, um, this is kind of like a, you know, like there was that coom sharpener that was like in a jar. Oh yeah. I have one next to my bed. Little jar. Yeah. I had, I, I ordered two of those and both of those damn things showed up broken. And so I was like, never mind. Like I'm not trying anymore. Like the sharpener part broke out of the inside and I was like, you know what? No, my, forget it. Because that was like perfect in my head. Like, cause it was small. It, it held the, sh- the, the, uh, the clippings or <laughs> why can't I think of the word, the shavings, uh, it holds, holds the shavings. Uh, it's not fingernails. It's not, um, <laughs> you have a jar, that, a jar that you clip your fingernails into. Did you guys watch, what was that, uh, that show on Nickelodeon angry monsters? Was that what it was called? Or what was it called? Uh, ah, uh, real monsters, this, Andy. Ah, uh, real monsters. Yeah. Yes. And there was like the, like human fingernails and toenails were like their currency. That's you right. That? I do remember that. Yeah. <laughs> and they had like, they had like jar, they would like go into this guy's, this guy, there was this creepy, this is on Nickelodeon for crying out loud. There's like this guy who like saved his fingernails for some reason. They would like sneak in, steal his jars of fingernails to use as like money. Like, I literally have not thought a, about that show in 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and it was so that like coom sharpener was like perfect, but then it like, broke and broke. So now this is the the next best thing and probably even better because it's obviously more durable. So it, it holds the, the shavings and it puts a good point that I'm happy with and it's I hear good looking. So I'm who sharp. I, I'm all for it. Are one of you sharpening a pencil? Oh, I was, I'm sorry. I was unscrewing my, um, my blackwing sharpener. Oh no, I thought you were sharpening a pencil. I'm like, cool. That's very fitting. <laughs> yeah. I like that sharpener uh-huh. a lot. And like, I really like the point it gives, but after you use it a couple of times, you have to empty it. And the way it comes apart when you yeah. empty it is like, as I'm doing right now, it's a big source of frustration. That, and, the way they packaged it, you it have feels to unsc- so you precious. have to unscrew it approximately three hundred turns, yeah. <laughs> and then the the two pieces fall apart while you're putting it you back together. Like, I, I love it because you can spin it. <laughs> yeah, well, I love like when you're opening it and you can just kind of flick your thumb like, and it spins <laughs> and it's like, it's like yeah. I love that, but I actually love like when you pour out like all the clippings that are inside, and there's sometimes where you're doing it and it just keeps coming. It seems like something out of like Willy Wonka, <laughs> where it just like keeps pouring shavings out of it. You're like, they just keep coming. There's more. There's more. There's more. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The um, so those are my those, those are my three favorites. The the blades came out. Someone posted a picture, and I thought it was a sharpener because there's a whole lot of packaging for those little blades. <laughs> but um i don't know i guess yeah. they're curved. are they curved pa- packaged by mr bean <laughs> are they put curved? some yogurt or do they curve when you screw it on is it love love actually joke there yeah. for you <laughs> oh yeah um yeah i like that pencil because i don't know that sharpener came in yet, but... the the box it came in was so pretty that i don't take that sharpener anywhere because i don't want to get it messed up that and you know it wasn't that long after it came out that we weren't going anywhere. There's that. That's true. 
<laughs> I think we I think I took mine to um to Baltimore and like that was right after I got it. Oh my god. What a year. I don't know if I had mine or not. Yeah. I feel like I did. Yeah, no kidding. On that note. <laughs> that's yeah, that's that yeah, we're we're just sitting here all uh pensively <laughs> reflecting. Pen- um, pencilizly. <laughs> Pencil of yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so Andy, what what are your your top three? Um, well, I definitely have that uh, Blackwing Sharpener at the top of my list. I ever since that came out, that has been my sort of like just desk and backpack sharpener of choice. Uh, and then <laughs> and then, as Johnny said right afterwards, just my desk sharpener of choice because I don't carry <laughs> I don't carry around my stuff anymore. <laughs> Um, and it just like, it's the perfect combination of a portable, um, like, like a portable sharpener, like something you can just throw into a bag. Um, and, um, just that like long point, um, in a, in a way that like, and it, you know, it holds its own, um, it holds its own shavings. Like it just, for me, it isn't quite as like over the top is the masterpiece is like, I love the masterpiece, but like you, it's not as fussy as that, right? Like you don't have to start. It's not a two stage. So I'm a, um, big fan of, yeah, of just like the balance that it has. It feels really balanced. Um, it's a long point, but not too long. It's curved like a tapered point, but it's not too tapered. It's really portable, but it's not tiny, tiny, like my keychain one is. So really love the balance. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, for for all the all of its flaws, I still really, really love a classroom friendly sharpener. Um, yeah, I think I've one. just got yeah, yeah. I think I've just gotten used to wrapping a little bit of a post it note around it so the teeth don't claw into like get itself into the wood. Um, but I I still use that all the time. Like it's so freaking sharp. Like you can just just wield that as a weapon after you've sharpened a, something in the classroom <laughs> friendly. I've. I've just stopped caring altogether. I just put it in there and let it chew it up. Yeah. I just, <laughs> I got, I got tired. <laughs> I got tired of that. So I just, I just let it, yeah. let it leave its mark. I was, yeah, I was do either battle have, scars. Yeah. Uh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> do either, do either of you have the yellow one? No, I have the um, green one and the blue one. Yeah. I, I really like yeah, the yellow one, red but I want to know someone that has black. It. I have a feeling it gets very mm. gross. Oh yeah, yeah. I bet that yellow one is just like filthy real quick. Yeah, Charlotte has the pink one, <laughs> and it gets foul like really quickly. Yeah, but it's still just such a yeah. Just just the point that put puts on it is so nice, and they're just really durable. Like I don't know how many times I've dropped mine <laughs> yeah. on your foot. I was really yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was really satisfying to get to a point when I was teaching middle school. And my kids were like obsessed with using my classroom friendly sharpener <laughs> that I actually had to order a replacement blade. I was like, yeah, I, like I just achieved like I like I just got a badge, like a pencil, <laughs> Achievement badge. pencil nerd badge or something like. Yeah, but I actually had to replace it and it was great. Yeah, it was, it was so exciting to get it. It was like it would actually like use my classroom money and be like, what are you ordering? I'm like, I'm ordering a replacement blade for my <laughs> <laughs> pencil sharpener. I'm like, you're what? I'm like, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> you mean you don't just use a Boston that's been hanging on the wall since the 50s? Oh, yeah. Well, I would if it was there, yeah. but it wasn't. But it's like, 
But, uh, but <laughs> the alternative is you're not going to go to Walmart and spend $18 on a crappy electric yeah. sharpener until it dies and then buy another one. <laughs> <laughs> Those battery no. credit ones that never no. quite work at all. Yeah. Oh yeah. No torque. Um, I, my, my other favorite, which I wanted to put a short point on here. Um, you gotta have torque. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta have torque. Yeah, you gotta have torque. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I have a, uh, a uh, short point sharpener that I have in mind and actually I haven't used it in years, um, which reminds me I need to buy a new one, but I really like the Sonic Rachetta. Um, are, are you too familiar That's with that? One. Yeah. I, li- I like oh, that yeah. one. It has like sort of a ratchet movement on it. Yeah. So you don't have to spin it. You just sort of like move it back and forth and it ratchets. Um, yeah. That's, that's so really nice. They make a new one. They have a new one that has two holes that I'll do a, oh. a fat pencil on the other end. I just saw it on the internet this past weekend. I'll have to look that one up. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. They're really... They don't have it at at um JetPens yet, I don't think. Yeah, they market them in the US under um Bostitch. I don't know. I guess because oh, people have heard of that. Oh, interesting. But if you search yeah. on Amazon for um like the Bostitch ratchet sharpener, you'll find that double hole. Hmm. Okay. I'm gonna yeah, buy one because I want one. <laughs> <laughs> but it has a really nice um a nice sharp like for a for a little tiny like six dollar handheld plastic sharpener it has a really nice sharp point um and it's um it it's adjustable too at least a single hole one you can do a fine point or a broad point um and it's it kind of it's cool looking it looks like a little space capsule um and uh yeah it's a it's a short point so i like that one a lot so that's it for my three. Um, I mostly just use those first two. Um, almost all of my pencils are long point, but I, I do like a short point every now and then. Tim, uh, Johnny, how about you? What is your, what are your sharpeners of choice? Um, first, I'm going to go with the uh, M and R keyhole sharpener that Tim mentioned, but um, I have to change the blades on mine all the time. I don't know what I do. Maybe I don't. Ha- I don't have a lot of keys. Maybe they get banged up a lot. And I have dropped it a thousand times. So um, to get my blade in, I actually have to like shove it in in, in a weird way because I've bent the brass. But I'm really attached to it. I'm not getting another one. Bent I really the like the brass. thing. Yeah. yeah, the lip at the bottom where it goes over the blade, I smashed that in. <laughs> Damn. <Yeah. laughs> Nothing, I wasn't doing anything cool. It was just one of the drops. You hit it just the right way. But it didn't like block a bullet from hitting you because it was in your breast pocket or something. No, <laughs> I wouldn't keep I my know, keys. I just in imagine my breast something pocket. really dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know why anybody would, but I just like <laughs> bullet sharpener. You know, yeah, I, it's just a great sharpener because you have it with you. That you know, they always say the best mm-hmm. camera is the one that's on you. The best sharpener is the one that's for some reason dangling from my three keys. Um, and along those lines of sharp points that I don't like on a sharpener, um, I really like the single hole long point sharpener from Coom. Um, but that was my honorary match. Like that was the one that I almost put on my list. I like that. Yeah. One too. It, but it's too sharp. So in the spring I took two and, um, I sanded the corners down and then sanded off that really terrible finish. So that it's like super raw aluminum. And I recently polished it with some metal polish. And like, you know, this is super obsessive, but now it's better because I can put it in my pocket without putting a hole in my thigh. Because, um, you know, it doesn't, 
It doesn't put the kind of point that a masterpiece puts, but it's a little longer than the regular two-step, so it's very serviceable, portable, long point. And it doesn't taper, so it's a little stronger. Like it's it's great sharpener. And um, I should put a link in the show notes. The pencil things that we've talked about before, um, they sell them, but the stock that they have is the short-lived uh, bead blasted version. Which mm. I don't know if it's magnesium or aluminum, Ooh, yeah. but it it's sure that really sharp looking. I'm, I ordered five. Is such, an, is such an interesting, just sort of like time capsule from like ten, twelve years ago. Like, yeah, they still have stock of things, and I just don't understand because I don't think that they refill stock. They still have um, Palominos and H and maybe G-H. they literally are posting things from the past. Yeah, it's just a <laughs> time machine. It's like a time travel situation. <laughs> yeah, they're. I think they charge two bucks for them, which is. You know, pretty much the going the low end of the going rate. So, are you talking about what what they're calling the stenograph long point? Metal yeah, sharpener? yeah, yeah. The last time I ordered some, I guess it was this time last year, give or take. They came and they were the bead blaster ones, and I only bought one. I'm like, oh my god, I want more of these. So I ordered five, and they had a, a lot left. If there are more left in a week, I might buy some more. <laughs> um, well, we'll sell them out if we mention it here. Yeah. The last one is the sharpener that I actually use constantly every day, and that is my beloved Exacto School Pro big ass uh, electric pencil sharpener. That um, it's is that part of the desk. name? Yeah, the they redesigned it uh, last year, I think. Just and now it's big ass on it. Yeah, it's black, and on the website they call it the big ass uh, tough as a it. mofo <laughs> pencil sharpener. Or as, <laughs> the kids and I refer to it as the beast. Because, um, <laughs> the beast. Like, I didn't want to write a review of it for Pencil Revolution because I don't have a lot of experience with um, electric sharpeners to contextualize it. But you can, you know, be listening to NPR so loud you can't hear anything and you can feel it sharpen and then stop. Cause it's just like, <laughs> woo! all the lights in Roland Park just sort of dim when Johnny <laughs> sharpens his pencils. Yeah. And, you know, as one does, just in case, because I've noticed that Exacto doesn't keep their models around for a long time. I have an extra one in the box under my bed, just in case I, for some reason, need another one. And, um, yeah, this it's different from the last one. Okay, it's I wanna, easier to change. I want to talk about this thing. It has, it has <laughs> holes for uh, tri- triangular pencils. Yeah, the old one didn't have the big holes for triangular pencils. Like, I don't know. There aren't a lot of triangular pencils that fit this thing. But um, if you have a fat triangular pencil, it really does make a difference. And um, also, you know, I'm, any- I'm looking at the Amazon listing right now, and they have a um, a sharpened, like the third product image on Amazon is like this sharpened pencil, but it's like horribly crooked. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. Um, Frankie has the the previous version of School Probe that's in our dining room. And um you know, sharpeners that hold a fat pencil, if you put a regular pencil in there, sometimes they'll sharpen off-centered. Like, sometimes my doll does that. But um, with this one, if you hold it still, it doesn't do that. It'll just sharpen your pencil perfectly centered. It's it's amazing. And it's noticeably faster and more powerful than the um, previous model. And it takes up a little less room. It's really narrow. So it's, it's amazing. The last time I emptied it, um, I actually had to vacuum it because there's a cavity in there that you can't see. So it can hold like half a trash can of sharpeners, of shavings. 
<laughs> so like I took the the um the tray out and it's just like all this wood is falling. I'm like, what the hell? And I look up inside there and this is caked everywhere. I had to vacuum it. But can it you smelled amazing. A it was, yes, you can sharpen a Wopex and the auto stop works and it's perfect. And you can put something that looks like a missile on a fat pencil. Um, <laughs> the only thing is we found out the hard way that vintage fat pencils are just a little too fat. And I like mangled this. Um, I don't remember what it was. Something really cool and old that I wanted. And um, the older one will take a slightly fatter pencil. And um, the stop that actuates the um, the motor in this is not in there very far, which is why I'm not. I keep it where the kids can't get to it because you could really put your finger in there and take the point off or the tip off. Hmm. I bet if you had small fingers and you put your fingers in things, there's I only don't. one way to find out. Yeah, I mean, when when Charlotte was a baby, she put her finger in a fan and um, mm. like chopped off her fingernail, and I was like, "How bad is that?" And I shoved a field notes pencil in there and it chopped it in half. So I'm oh God. paranoid. <laughs> oh God. This is why all the <laughs> fans that we have at home are tower <laughs> fans that don't have blades. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, like I feel silly because, you know, David Reese had that really cool chapter about how to use an electric pencil sharpener, which is basically smashing it to pieces and then eating a sandwich. But <laughs> I'm home all the time. So, you know, portability isn't an issue. And it's, you know, your pencil's dull. You stick it in there without even looking at it or thinking about it. And bam, your pencil's ready to rock again. So I dig it a lot. It's, also possibly the perfect point it's long but not stupid and the auto stop never ever fails and it was like 35 bucks it was not expensive and i think it has a warranty for two years or something which doesn't seem very long but yeah. yeah so i don't think any of these were on our lists before except maybe the classroom friendly Maybe. Yeah. That had to be. I mean, you guys probably knew about it. I think that was right around when I had first discovered it. But... Yeah. I, 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 um, I feel like I heard about it maybe from you, Johnny, or maybe from Pencil Talk. And then I just like emailed the guy and he was like, yeah, here's a free one. He was really trying to get it out there. Yeah. And I mean, everybody's heard of it at this point. Yeah. And, I don't know how much that costs. It used to be like, what, 20 bucks? And that included shipping? Totally not bad. And they have more colors now. They used to just have that green. Hint, hint, I want the yellow one. I'm going to buy it. <laughs> I'm going to do it. <laughs> but um, yeah, I have two green ones and a black one and a purple one. And Charlotte has a pink one. The purple one is for Rosie when she's old enough that I can trust her with a big piece of metal that sharpens things. Yeah. Just not anytime soon. <laughs> so moving on should we do our backers first or our closing first i don't know whatever you feel like i think do the backers first so i don't run out of breath yeah so um this is actually in alphabetical order by first name this time around do you want to, do you want to give some ton- context about what, what you oh, yeah. have to do man i'm brain dead tonight um everybody who sponsors us on patreon at ten dollars a month has a producer credit and like every time you put this on here it's a much longer list so many 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 thanks to the following folks adam prebola alex jonathan brown ali sarah allison sapita andre torres andrew squish and sipe bob ostwald bobby letzinger chris jones chris l chris metzkis 
Dave McDonald, Dave Tubman, Diana Oakley, Aaron Willard, Fourth Letter, Hans Noodleman, Harry Marks, Hunter McCain, Jocelyn Myers, James Dominguez, Jason Dill, Jason Santa Maria, Jay Newton, Jamelia, Joe Crace, John Bainan, KP, Kathleen Rogers, Kelton Weens, Kyle, Mary Collis, Measure Twice, Michael Dialosa, Michael Hagen, Millie Blackwell, A.O. Pryor, Paul Moorhead, Random Thinks, Stephen Frascali, Stuart Lennon, Tana Feliz, and Terry Beth. Woo! Holy cow. Holy cow. Thank you all so much. Thank you. And I don't know yeah. what's better, a t-shirt or having your name read by us. I mean, we should, <laughs> why not both, right? <laughs> I mean, you can buy a t-shirt. Well, and, I guess you, you could buy this too. And those of you at that level, if, you, if you're listening uh, to this and have not looked at your uh, Patreon feed or got an email about it, uh, please go fill out a survey so I can get your t-shirt size and make sure your address is up to date. And I will make sure you get a t-shirt by April. Which is in COVID time, like tomorrow. Yep. <laughs> or in three years. No. So um, do you guys want to tell folks where they can find you online? Yeah, I am uh, at Andy.WTF, or you can find me on Instagram and on uh, the other one, Twitter, at, at AWelfly. And on Etsy, at Etsy.com slash shop slash woodclinched. Oh, that's right. You got Damn. it. <laughs> uh, you can find me, Tim Wassum, on Twitter at Tim Wassum, and I'm on Instagram at Timothy Wassum. And you can find me at PencilRevolution.com. Be sure to read my very first fountain pen review, which makes me feel kind of icky. <laughs> um, and you can find me on social media at Pencilution. And we are the Erasable Podcast. You can catch us at erasable.us. This episode, 158, will be available at erasable.us slash 158. You can find us on social media at Erasable Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. On Facebook, you can find us at Erasable Podcast. And we have the Facebook group Erasable, which is at facebook.com slash groups slash Erasable, which is the nicest corner of the internet, people say. So thank you, and we will talk to you again on the Ides of March. Beware. He had some merch.